All right, I'm going to give this a couple, uh, maybe like a minute to see if anyone's interested in showing up and talking about delusional bullshit uh, we just heard on Chuck Fletcher's press conference. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to get started. Um, Whoever shows up, shows up. We got some we got some listeners here. We have at least one person waiting to speak. Um, Let's. Let's see how this goes here. All right, yeah. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post-game. We're here to talk about that press conference we just heard. Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott. Uh, Dave Scott, kind of a surprise entrant. Steph Driver told me earlier this morning it would be a little bit of a surprise that uh, Dave Scott would be joining. So that kind of perked my ears up. I was a little interested in what uh, what everyone had to say there. And what I heard was the exact opposite of what I wanted to hear. Uh, this franchise is run by... Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're dumb, but they're delusional. Uh, this franchise is run by people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They have no idea what they're watching. They brought up November 20th. Oh, we were doing well up until. No, you started 4 1 and 1. The first fucking six games, you looked okay. That was it. Stop. Oh, November 20th, we had a 600 winning percentage. I don't give a shit. It's January 26th. You're bringing up November 20th. Like, what? Are you, yeah, and then we've never, we haven't won since. Like, you, you've lost 23 of your last, like, 30 games or something. Half of your season has taken place within a losing streak. I, I'm baffled by what I, I can't believe. What I, I mean, I can believe it because it's exactly – it's what I thought that, oh, you know, we got hit by injuries. They brought up – for part of the reason people aren't going – I know I'm all over the place, but my God. They brought up uh, Philadelphia's strict COVID restrictions as one of the reasons people aren't going to games. The Philadelphia – and he said it's hurting the Sixers. The Sixers are averaging over 100% capacity. That means if 0.7% of their crowd didn't show up, they'd still be at 100%. Like, I, I – the delusional nonsense talking about the core is good, and he named three guys. Sean Couturier – who turns 30 next December, has missed 25 games over the last two seasons. We have no idea when he's coming back. He named Kevin Hayes, who turns 30 in May, has had three procedures since training camp and has never played 82 games. And Ryan Ellis, who misses games every year, is 31 years old, and we have no idea what's the matter with him. That's what's supposed to give me confidence as a fan, that you think that core is good. Uh, Like a a 1C who hasn't looked like a 1C, a 2C who we don't know if he's fucking healthy, and Ryan Ellis who might never play. Like this is what I'm – I am uh, (laughs) – I can't – this franchise is rudderless. They will never be good under this direction. 
Uh, he, uh, Dave Scott says, I like the organization Chuck Fletcher has built. They're in last place in the division. They're blaming injuries. Malkin missed literally half the season, and Crosby missed a dozen games. They are a point behind the Rangers for the Metro lead. Think about that. L- like, Let's think about that real quick. Uh, let's get to the callers. I'm sure everyone will have a lot to say. Let's lead it off with Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Sorry, my mute wasn't working there. Uh, yeah, so like where to start here? Um, I think I'm going to kind of dissect what I heard and what they said because I think there are two different things here. Also, there's a couple things they're not going to say. Like there's a couple things we're not going to get. They're not going to come out and say – these guys are fucking assholes. This team sucks. We're going to tank to get draft picks. Like, we're, they're not going to say that, right? So I think what I heard Fletcher say, which is a little concerning, is the best way to get better is through the draft. We know that, right? What, it, what I didn't like was he goes in this kind of rant about, like, planting seeds and watching them grow you know, talked about doubling down on the development. Uh, we have a good core, blah, blah, blah. That lends itself to a run it back kind of strategy. It very and, much sounded like no injuries in COVID and practice time are the problem. Right. We're going to try again next year. Like, right. yeah, we'll be bad this year because it's just bad luck that got us here. And then next year we're gonna we're gonna be fine. Like that's right. exactly what it sounded like. And 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 fairness to them, like again, they're not gonna throw their team under the bus. I think the yeah. injuries, the COVID, the blah 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 is cover for them not having to say these guys are a bunch of assholes. You know, I think. Um, also notable when they were talking about when you look at the players they mentioned as part of the core. And more importantly, the players they didn't mention, their quote-unquote core is the untradeable contracts that they have. The players they didn't mention, JBR, TK, Lindblom, Lawton, Provorov, Hart, which is a little scary. Um, Yeah, they uh, went through that whole press conference, Adam, and never once mentioned Carter Hart as part of the future. That that scares me, and I didn't like that. And and more importantly – no mention of Gary Mayhew <laughs> as part of that core. <laughs> that chaps my ass. Um, other other notable thing I have written down here is, uh, oh my god, I, did you watch it or did you listen to it? I watched it. So, did you see Chuck's face when Charlie asked Dave Scott, "How do you know this dude sitting on your left here is the dude you want to roll with?" His face was so, Fletcher's face was so priceless when charlie asked that question it was beautiful go back and watch it he was so uncomfortable and uh you love i was so happy charlie is the one that asked that because it's like it might be it might be the best question of the whole press conference like simply okay he's been here three years two of them have been uh, a disaster why do you like him 
Yeah. And Dave Scott's like, well, I like the organization he's built. I've never seen a front office that works collaboratively like <laughs> this way. So they really, they really just went back and threw Hextall. Like the yep. answer was, let's throw Hextall under the bus again. Direct I thought that pro- that part was absolutely priceless. Yep. Uh, it, like the Fletcher's reaction and all, and the actual answer, which wasn't an answer because like the team's in last fucking place. And he really just throws a shot at Hextall. Like that's exactly. what it was. I wanted I wanted a little bit more of a of a G nugget there, and it, we didn't kind of get it. Yeah, left uh, that really malleable. But I didn't think we were gonna get it. I would have liked it, but whatever. It's the thing that matters most, and it's the thing like okay, they're not gonna throw the. They can say a lot more than they said, but that's the one thing they really can't. Because he does have the no move clause, and you do actually want leverage in negotiations, uh, trade negotiations, contract, whatever it may be. Like, you right. can't just say, yeah, we're getting rid of one of the best players in team history. I did think his list of best players in team history was kind of funny. Like, he threw in Gagne and Desjardins in there. I just, <laughs> like, I love those. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love those guys. Like, I hope they go in the Flyers Hall of Fame and everything. Like, Simone right. Gagne, absolutely. Left off, but, like, LeClaire and Mark <laughs> I just Howe, thought it was. And, yeah. and, like, it's hard. You're up there. And, like, you're just trying to, like, it's it. not like he's Bobby Clark or something who's been here 100 years. But it, I just thought it was funny. The last thing I'll say is the absolute blatant, flat-out lie that Scott said about the – I'm going to paraphrase here – the organization, the transition from Snyder's to his. Yeah, it's no the different. Old-timers, the old-timers are like, no, this is good. This is exactly – like nothing tra- – that is a flat-out lie. Yeah, flat I mean, out lie. I don't necessarily – like it's not even something I care about that much, but like everyone says different. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Jack Conroy. Jack, you're live. Man, Bill, I know I've been talking a lot about, you know, the press conference when I get on here. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I I was pissed. I mean, it was horrible. (laughs) Like, Dave Scott just doesn't seem – I mean, neither of them seem like they know what they're talking about. They're contradicting themselves. I couldn't get over the fact that Fletcher brought up Cam York like three times, like making me think he's the next coming of Christ. The amount of times he talked yeah, about Cam like York. He, he looks like a nice, serviceable – Like it seems like he's going to be what we hoped Sandheim would be, like a nice, puck-moving de- second-pair defenseman. Like That's what he looks like he's going to be. To talk about him as some organizational victory, uh, I really loved when they asked, like, okay, you're talking about the development and, you know, doubling down, got to get good players this way. Like, what has it produced? And Fletcher, like, hems and haws, and he's like, well, I could go through player for player, but, you know, Joel Farabee and, like, okay, you named one guy. <laughs> you named one guy. You named Joel Farabee, and that's it. That's who all this, uh, you know, research and development and drafting and everything, that's what you've produced. Joel Farabee. That's it. Yeah, and I know you just talked about it, but thank God Charlie asked that question because we so good. needed some, you know, uncomfortable vibes in that room because, I mean, clearly they were both, like, you know, shaky over that. And then what a horrible answer. I don't I don't care if it's the nicest office to work in and everyone's friends. 
The team needs to be winning. I, I don't care what he built in the on the business side and all that stuff, and ev- everyone's getting along. You, you're horrible. You're a horrible team. I, I just I can't get over the fact that that's, that's why I, credits Fletcher. Yeah, like if if Ron Hextall was a fucking dictator, but like. They were drafted, good, but, yeah. but drafted Kale McCarr instead of Nolan Patrick. I don't care if he fucking walked in every day and punched Dave Scott straight in the face. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we talking about here? They're collaborative. All right, you're in last place. Yeah, uh, and I, I'll keep it short here. Uh, just one last thing: them saying they don't want to, they they uh, them saying they don't want to enter a three to five year rebuild. Well, it's gonna take twenty years now after. Yeah. All right, well, we're in 10 years of mediocrity, and now we're flat-out horrible. So, like, what are we talking – oh, no, we don't want to be three to four. Like, okay, well, then you're just going to be mediocre some more. Good, good yeah, job. It, cool. it, if it's mentioned one more time, the core is good. I, I'm literally – I'm just going to turn it off. What core? core is good again. There's what no core. What is this core we're talking about? He's like contradicting himself, saying uh, Giroux – it's up to Giroux if he's going to uh, want to get traded – and he's one of the biggest pieces of this core, but we like our core, and yeah. Rick Linen's a part of it. And They I, mentioned themselves that Giroux is 34 years old two different times. So, like, they're recognizing their best player, who's got an expiring contract, is not long for this, like, you know, trajectory that he's on, whether it's because he declines or they get rid of him. And yet they're going to go on about Couturier and Hayes and Ellis. Like, they're actual difference makers. They're, all, they're not. Hurt. They're not. The core is sturdy. Yeah. Th- thanks, Bill. I'm getting too angry to keep talking I, about that. I got you, Jack. I got you, Jack. It was, it was, it was, it went worse than I expected. And, like, listen, a press conference was, a press conference was going to make us mad because, there was going to be no magic serum that you know we wake up the team's healthy and good. There is going to be no answer. Uh, like it's not like yeah we're gonna. There was a way to say we have to go in a different direction that they didn't say. That's what made me mad. Like okay we're gonna blow it up. Like they're not gonna use those words. But to come out and basically say we're gonna run it back and we're gonna run it back with or without Giroux is the idea I took from this. It's like, motherfucker, are you watching? Like, uh, all right, let's let's. Sean V, Sean V, you're live. Yo, man, we're in hell. This uh, is sports hell. It, it's <laughs> I to see what went on. Like, I, I'm on Twitter during the thing, and I'm watching like everyone. I guess the Eagles made Brandon Brooks available, and he's announcing that he's going to retire. Uh, like, holy shit. The difference in these organizations, it's not like the Eagles are a model organization, but just thinking about like having guys that you you would want to see speak and like want to say your like thank you to like fucking this should have been Claude Giroux's goodbye press conference. Like, you know what? Uh, I, I did all I could. Thanks a lot, Philly. I'll always love it here, but I got to go win a cup like that. Totally. That would have been a much better use of time today. He's the only one I want to hear from uh, anyways. I don't want to hear from anyone else. Dude, there's one quote that Dave Scott said that stood out to me. He goes, we're going to give a blank check. We're going to get this right. I want it right now. Dude, that's what, like, teams that, like, lost in the conference finals say. Like, we're going to get a blank check to get that one last piece or something. Yeah. 
What the, what is what does that mean? We're gonna give a blank check to sign who? What is gonna They're, fix this with one check? They really still think that, and you know, a lot of us still wish it was like March 2020 and we could go back and get all this time back uh, that that's been wasted over the last couple of years, both in life and, you know, with the hockey team, but that's not the case. <laughs> like this is no. not the team that we thought we had in March, 2020. They have proven over the last two seasons that they are in fact a bad team to say that they're good is delusional. You know what? Good teams aren't in last place. Like this, this, this division, while yes, there are good teams, in it has the Columbus Blue Jackets and New Jersey Devils. We are behind them and sinking. It, it, it makes no sense, dude. And all the stuff that talk, even the stuff I agree with, they're like, you know, Farabee's a nice player. Yeah, but his cool. ce- his ceiling's not a superstar. What, what, do you look around the league? The teams that are awesome have superstar talent. We don't have that. Yeah, like uh, Joel Farabee is a real good first liner when like you have two other really good first liners with him. He's not going to carry – like, he's not going to be what you build the offense around. He'll be a a real nice player. I really like Joel Farabee. He's one of the few bright spots. When you ask me who should stay, like, yeah, everyone's on the table. But, like, it would take a lot to get Farabee away from me, like, 100%. But to look at him and be like, look, we have the next Giroux, that is nonsense. No, and – even if we did have the next Giroux, look at we just had a Giroux and it yeah. didn't work because we, yeah. we we didn't do shit around him. So like, you need two or had, three more. Yeah, we need like four Giroux. That's who, like wins cups, man. I, I appreciate it, man. It's just it's really disheartening. It sounds it, like it's gonna get worse. I, I knew, and thanks a lot, Sean. Uh, like, I knew I was gonna be mad, and I'm more mad than I thought I'd be. Like that's, you know, again, like a press conference, they, there are certain things they're not going to and cannot say. And I fully understand that. But to say the core is good and to basically acknowledge that the franchise will not be going in a new direction. Yeah, we're bad this year and we need to draft uh, some top end players. But uh, like to say that they're going to basically run it back and they think, you know, the core is good. The organization Chuck Fletcher built is good. These are lies. These are, these are lies. And we see that based on the results on the ice. Chris Toff, Chris, you're live on the post game. Oh man. Um, I got to say that was way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. And that was way more entertaining than the past 13 games. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, the fucking – the blank wall in front of me is more entertaining than the last 13 games. <laughs> All right, so a couple things. Um, how many how many journalists were in the room? It, it sounded like three journalists were in the room. Charlie, fucking Carcitti, and some other dude. Yeah, it sounded like – it didn't sound like there were many people there. Uh, that I really – that's 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 the impression I got. It was – I mean, how much like how much dedicated Flyers media is there? Like, if you're just a general sports reporter, you'd be in South Philly today, not Voorhees. You'd be at the Brandon Brooks thing because that's actually meaningful. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I do, I do to to echo what you and someone else said earlier, Charlie. I really appreciate Charlie asked, and I know great he's question, a, great question, right? And I know 
you got to walk that fine line. You can't be as emotional as us fans when you ask those questions, but I appreciate that. But then all the other questions from other people about the assistant coach and his COVID protocol and what he's going to run and Briere and the medical staff. I mean, who gives a fuck? All the questions should have been around. Why are you not wanting to rebuild? Now, the only thing I'm holding hope on is that, that, you know, to your point, Chuck can't say all of those things because then it weakens his hand. I mean, everyone fucking knows what needs to be done. Um, but some of the things he said, I mean, first of all, Dave Scott's been in the organization for nine years. Holy shit. No wonder we've been so horrible for a decade. Oh my yeah, God. There's a, uh, there's a common denominator here when he said the timeline. <laughs> I was like, Oh, wow. we're doubling the size of the analytics department. <laughs> From four to eight. Like, what is what is zero times times two zero so <laughs> yeah you know, and the other thing is for anyone that's worked in corporate america it's so clear what's happening here right like everyone's just it's milk toast playing it polite playing it safe and dave scott has no fucking clue i mean oh my god he's so clueless yeah, like at least like Chuck Fletcher did say some things that were like pretty he like most of it was bullshit, but he said a couple of things like just talking about uh you know he can't say yeah fire sale, but he did say ah oh, you know teams are uh teams that are definitely going to make the playoffs want to add guys on expiring deals, teams that aren't are looking to trade guys on expiring deals, and he alluded to basically the list of players that I've been naming. Uh, you know, not just G and Risto, but Derek Broussard, Justin Braun, Martin Jones, guys with any value at all. Like, at least he acknowledged that. Like, okay, if, if you're going to tell me, yeah, we're not trading Travis Konechny tomorrow, all right, you don't have to tell me that. But at least they acknowledged, like, yeah, we're going to try to move fucking Derek Broussard. Like, right. it, that was fine from Fletcher. Everything Dave Scott said was nonsense. He said he said nothing. So the last thing I'll say, I'm so glad I got to hear my favorite phrase again. We are where we are. <laughs> like, imagine saying that instead of saying nothing. Like, you could just say no words, but you chose to say words that me- that have absolutely no meaning. Thanks, Bill. Uh, thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Chris Krochak. Back-to-back Chris's. You're live, Chris. Hey, Bill, how's it going, man? Um, you know, I, I said last night on the post game that I was uh, hoping they weren't going to trot out the same old cliches and, uh, you know, we like our core, we like our team, and and they doubled down on it. I mean, I can't that was believe their it. I, I understand, statement. like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I get it. You know, these GMs, they're doing a lot of posturing, you know, especially when you know you're going to have to move yeah. some assets. So you can't downright say, oh, I hate our team, everyone's terrible. Because then the GM's going to be like, well, if you don't even value your own guys, then why would I trade and give you an asset sure. for them? But, but, you know, it's just – I'd rather than not say anything at all at but that point. Like, like, yeah, like, you can, you can say we have good players, but the mix is bad or something. Yeah. You know? If there wasn't going to be some sort of acknowledgement that the current direction is not and will not work, then what was the point of this? Like – what the state of the team then like your your idea of the state of the team is incorrect if you don't think we need a new direction then you are as delusional as the like most ridiculous optimistic fan like uh, the, the point of this press conference was I, I still don't I still don't know 
it's like there's no way they can actually believe these things that they're saying and uh, like you know what like i think Scott. that and then we're i think there's no way they believe this and then watch what they do this summer like they're yeah. gonna just they're gonna just miss out on uh johnny goudreau that's what we're gonna hear they're gonna get some middle tier free agent and uh hey man we we like we like the core add this you know another middle six forward to the group we're gonna get another veteran defenseman and uh we we think we're good like what what are they gonna do like we've been talking all year about how they don't have six defensemen what are they going to do when Braun and Yandel are going? Like, Braun Yandel stinks, but he's in the lineup every night, uh, for better or worse. Like, they don't have six NHL defensemen now. What are they going to do when these guys are gone? <laughs> it's going to get even worse. Who the fuck? And, who's going to play defense? Well, as Dave Scott said, we're going to open up that checkbook. He has a blank check. And the best part is we have all that cap space yeah. to spend oh, on this summer. Yeah, like, like oh, he, cool. How can he but, say that? How can he well, say that? You know how he can say it. He knows two of the three pieces he believes are part of the core are going to be on long-term engine reserve. Like, that's true. That's, that's it. Your blank that's, the on, that's the only way they can open up cap space. Like, yeah, trade JVR and LTIR. Like, okay, so now who are the good players again? You just named me your core. <laughs> like, I, I, they have no direction forward, and they they basically just told us that. And, you know, it also blows my mind that someone like Dave Scott, he he's a businessman, right? I mean, that's that's what he's done with his life. He's a businessman. How can you get up there and tell me, I like the organization we've built? You've missed the playoffs three out of the last four years, and you've lost 23 consecutive games this season one way or another. Oh, but things are good. How can you just say nothing? Say nothing. It's insulting as a fan, as an educated hockey fan who's been watching their whole life. How can you? How can you get up there and say that? I just – it's it's absolutely ridiculous, Chris, and thanks a lot. Uh, it was – the whole thing was just such a charade. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away that they – like the bar was so low for this thing, and they did not clear it at all. Uh, um, just, Patrick Reed Miller, Patrick, you're live. Wow. Uh, hey, Bill. Um just that blew my mind like it started <laughs> off good we're sorry about the fans we know you guys deserve better and then it for the like past 30 minutes I, I it's in my head chuck's my guy here's a blank check chuck's my guy here's a blank check i, I can't get over it imagine like if you are serious if you're a serious businessman and like you're looking all around the league at, at like all the like good organizations, and then you look at Chuck Fletcher's track record and go, if your if your business plan is to, like you think all I have to do is give the right guy a blank check, how is Chuck Fletcher the right guy? Like how did you come to that conclusion based on the last two seasons of disastrous on ice results? I hate to say it, but I, I guess we're not going to have to show up next season just to prove a point. I, mean, I guess so. Oh. And that was another thing I, I really found comical was they asked Dave Scott, like, okay, how do you how do you get the fans back? How do you make them feel a part of this thing again, like you're going in the right direction? And Dave Scott gives, like, 90 seconds of corporate speak when the answer was four words. We need to win. That's it. That is the answer. 
There is no other answer to how you get people back in the building, how you make that logo relevant again, how you get people excited about the Flyers again. We need to win. That's it. But instead, he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to workshop it. We're we got it in the think tank. We got people working on it like, all right, well, the answer ain't there. <laughs> uh, Chuck's not the guy. So start start tweeting the flyers, guys. Chuck's not the guy. Make, make fun of it. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks, bro. This I appreciate it, Patrick. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Pat Higgins. Pat, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Um. You know, just personally, like something that bothers me so much whenever they give press conferences like this is they'll say something like injuries are not an excuse, but and then, well, and they then have up injuries three times. It's just it's just another way of using injuries as an excuse. They're just it's just like fielding the entire situation. And it's like and you once, brought- like it's a contact sport. They play 82 games. Everyone has injuries. Yes, the Flyers have been hit hard to key pieces with injuries. 100% everybody knows that. But you don't have to leave the state to see teams that are able to overcome it. Like, <laughs> Yes, you brought, yeah, you brought that up. I was going to say, like, what the Penguins without Crosby and Malkin for, I don't know, the first half of the season almost? It, like Malkin missed, Malkin missed the entire first half of the season, and Crosby missed a dozen games. They are one point out of the Metro lead, one of the most competitive, like the most competitive division in hockey. And the difference is, like, you have on that team, you got, like, Evan Rodriguez in a, in a better role. Like, he steps up. And you have, like, 37-year-old Brian Boyle all of a sudden starts scoring. Like, I mean, we don't have, there's no one on this team like that that could, like, you know, step up in those roles. Cause we've seen it. Like how many phantoms and bottom sixers have had the chance to like step up and make a mark. Like and that's and what it never, and it never happens. And like, you see Nicholas Albay Cubell, his first year looks real promising. He just, he, he gets worse over two seasons, goes to Colorado, looks good. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. Everyone looks good in Colorado cause you're surrounded by a ton of talent, but you know, that's part of the problem is when you have role players, you like a role player will not take over a game. If you want him to reach his ceiling, he needs to be with somebody better than him. It's why like Dan Carcillo looked like a good player playing with Mike Richards. <laughs> it's why Aaron Asham looked good playing with JVR Yo. and Giroux in the playoffs. It's And that's what bothers me, too. Like you brought up uh, NAK, like. He said, Fletcher said, Morgan Frost is still a work in progress. Like, yeah, no shit, but why? Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I, he's, I think every press conference where he's asked, been asked about Morgan Frost, they say that. And it's like, dude, I don't know. Like, like you look at, like, NAK, like you said, and he's playing, again, with, like, better talent. But, like, what what's the deal with, like, these guys that you bring up? And they, they these are the guys that when you're a team like the Flyers, you need to make a difference because, like, they're scoring – they're built to score by committee but the committee sucks at scoring like it's, the committee's it's, horrible it's terrible <laughs> like it, and he contradicted himself again like i know he kind of has to because you know they can't say they can't show their hand i understand that but like when you say like i think charlie asked like do you bottom this thing out and rebuild through the draft and they're like well obviously the best way to get elite players is through the draft is the easiest way but, but i don't know we, we need to bottom out that. it's yeah. like what the hell, what are you talking about then like, yeah we we, we, reckon, we recognize that's the only way to get the talent we need and uh we ain't gonna do it so suck it so like, like, that's that's what they said <laughs> it blows like it, that blows my mind and honestly like with the coat like you know in a in a roundabout way, they blamed COVID for attendance, and it's like I don't know. I think shit like that, where it's like, 
well, we're probably just going to retool again, and uh, I think we'll we have a blank check, and we'll be in the mix next year. It's like you've you've shown us nothing to yeah. like that makes any of that true. So I don't know it. Yeah, like your ticket prices, like you know why attendance is bad because you charge a ton of money for tickets to see a bad team. Yeah, that's it. Like no one wants to pay a fucking week's salary to take their family to see a team lose. Exactly. That's why. That's why your attendance is bad. The end. Like I could go on, I could go on StubHub right now and buy Sixers tickets for fifty, sixty dollars, like against the Lakers. And the last Flyers game I bought was like eighty, ninety dollars for the Rafters. So I don't like. Come on, man. Like <laughs> it's just unbelievable. They tried. They tried to charge full price for the alumni game to, to start. That's like bullshit. the the alumni game, the original ticket prices were like full price tickets. Like this is why no one's going because it's expensive and you're horrible. You can be one or the other. You can't be both. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know, Bill. Like, I, I, I knew, again, I think people have said it already. And, I, like, I knew that these press conferences, they are what they are. They're going to yeah. make you mad. But, like, well, yeah, whatever. The, I, I knew, like, I was going to be annoyed. I didn't think I was going to get pissed off. And I still got yes. pissed off. Yeah, because I, I got to get back to work at this point. But I had yeah. to, I'm just listening to this thing, like, losing my mind. I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. So, uh, I'm going to get back and try to do that, but thanks for letting me talk, Bill. Appreciate it, Pat. Thanks a lot. Uh, we have a couple more here, and then we'll get out. Uh, Jack, I'll get to you, but Brandon hasn't been on yet. So, Brandon St. Randy, uh, you're on. You're live. Hey, Bill. At work. Just couldn't believe what I was hearing, but all I could think is, you know the part, like, I'm not a big Titanic guy, but when the captain grabs the steering wheel and the glass breaks and all the water's rushing in, and then the violinist is like, it's been an honor, gentlemen, and they just start playing <laughs> – I don't, I don't know if that's what we've seen, but that's basically what we've seen. Like, Chuck Fletcher got the okay from Dave Scott to grab the wheel, and then the water just broke through the glass. <laughs> it, like, it was such a – and, like, again, I'm so happy the question is asked because the answer was so ridiculous. What I, makes you think he's the guy? I like the organization he's built. Yeah, well, it, you're literally the only one who feels that way. Like, how much hockey has Dave Scott, like, played? Like, I, I understand, like, not every – owner is like enveloped in hockey but you have to defer to like some you wouldn't ask you know what i mean like you wouldn't ask your kid with the nursing like like, like the fake stethoscope like hey uh is my blood pressure okay like no you'd be like i'm gonna go ask the doctor if the blood pressure's okay you know what i mean like your five-year-old's not gonna be able to tell you but i, I no man like, they watch know, a ton of doc mcstuffins it's all yeah, right it's just like and like everybody was asking just want a little bit of honesty and i know you can't show your hand and you don't like you're not going to say all the things that, that you know you want to hear but it's like all i could think listening to this was how do you sell that to Giroux, or how do you sell that to any of the other guys where they're like actually get the fuck out of here if they ask me brandon brandon actually you know what this might have been a master this might have been a master stroke when you just brought up how do you sell that to Giroux? perhaps Drew doesn't want to wave his no move, and they went out and had a disastrous press conference to demonstrate to him that the organization is so rudderless, is so lost, that he has to leave. Like, maybe, like that, they, maybe that was the point of all of this. They didn't even make him walk the plank. They were just like, get off, or, <laughs> or that's it, bud. Like, we're going to cut your throat and throw you overboard, or you're going to jump. Like, that's about it. Like, I don't – and, like, I, you can't expect – everything to be great coming from them but like that's all i'm thinking is like if i'm tk i'm like oh great so g's leaving 
and I got to wait for Joel Farabee to become a second line, like appropriate center, or I got to become a superstar. Otherwise, we're we're shit out of luck. Like, there's there's how do you like if you're any of those guys? Of course, they're gonna be like, yeah, I'll go somewhere if you want me to go somewhere. But to say that you're like your core is, is like good, your core doesn't even play. When do they yeah. play? The three core pieces you mentioned are all like out and out indefinitely, and like aging out of their prime. What, like, what are we talking about right now? The, like, you, they didn't even mention – forget Hart. Like, they didn't even pretend to say, like, Konechny and Proverol. Like, the, 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 the guys who were supposed to be the gems of the Hextall era. Like, they didn't even mention the guys who are prime-age players. They mentioned guys who are all about to or, turn, or, or have already turned 30 and are out injured. That's the core? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't have a problem with like I'm over thirty now, so it sucks. But like, if you're if you're in your thirties and you're in the NHL, like you got to be a well-established player or still have something to tank. It's like, look, Kachar is a Selkie guy. He's a defensive forward. I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire. But like, even Cam Atkinson, like this Cam Atkinson doesn't move the needle for me. He just doesn't. Like, I don't no, fear Cam Atkinson. He's a complimentary player. One of the reasons I want Cam Atkinson and Kevin Hayes to stay through a rebuild is because I don't think they're good enough to keep us mediocre like G and Jake were. Like, I think they're nice players who are good in the locker room, and we will still lose a ton of games with them. Like, he's not a difference maker. He's a nice second-line player. Like, if you have a great first line, fuck yeah, Cam Atkinson, second line, way to go. But, like... Since they don't have that, if he's your primary goal scorer, you're not going to score a lot of goals. And I did like the point there. It's like, well, you know, if we lose Drew, it's like we don't have another Drew. It's like you need somebody that's like Drew time, like Drew one and a half or a legit superstar. You can't do 10 more years of like we're, we got this guy at 1C. He's really a 2C. And then you look at your 2C and he's really a 3C. No, so that doesn't need- make any fucking sense. They need three. They need two Jerus at forward and one on defense, like exactly. and like twenty-six-year-old Jeru. That's what they need, and they don't have any of them. Uh, and and the, the like the the crutch of Cam York. Like I want Cam York to be successful. Yeah, but like when did Cam? When who's lighting? Like who's calling up being like, you see Cam York last night on the phone? Yeah, like, like yeah, he was in the lineup. What, what yeah, about? His biggest hit, like his biggest accomplishment so far is, oh yeah, he looks like he belongs in the NHL, which is leaps and bounds better than most of the defensemen they have, but not a ringing endorsement of a potential cup contending cornerstone. Yeah, I don't want to pick apart everything, but like if you're selling me on Cam York, it's like, yeah, great, you did you did your job. You got a guy that was in. The you got a guy who can play the NHL. Yeah, yeah. way to go. Did. You got a guy who doesn't look like he fucking sucks. Congratulations. Why is, that, why is that the bar? And when did that become like, hey, guys, don't worry. He made it, all right? At least he made it. He's on the team. That's it. That's all you got to worry about. Yep. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks a lot, Brandon. I appreciate it. Uh, who do we have left? Uh, Jack Conroy. Jack, you're live. Yeah, sorry, Bill. Back on here. But I, I just had to, you know, say one thing. Uh, you know, at the start of Fletcher's tenure here, you know, I, I liked him. I liked what he did. Maybe that's because I was deprived from the organization doing anything free agency. They did literally days. something, so it felt great. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I was losing faith. And I know Fletcher says, um, you know, uh, this can't happen. Last year, this is the bad season. This is it. And then for this to happen this year, they're worse. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I, 
I, and I don't, I don't understand what his obsession is with the first 10 games. I swear last year he said the same thing. We need to play more like the first 10 games. It's like he turns off his TV and doesn't attend the games after the first 10 because clearly, I mean, he isn't watching what's happening. You've lost, you know, 20, you're 10 straight, 13 straight. I don't know what he's going on about the, the, the first 10 like, games. That, that's they, horrific. They looked, they were 4 1 and 1. That's when they looked good. They have looked god awful since then. Like, that's it. Talking about Thanksgiving, like, aren't maybe Canadian Thanksgiving. They, like, they're, you're, you're talking to me about November 20th. It's two months later, and you're, the worst team in hockey. Like, I, I, it's un- the disconnect from reality. Yeah, is it's obscene. It's like it almost makes me fear for them. Like, were they having a stroke up there? Yeah, uh, no, I, I'm serious. Do they know what they're watching at all? Are they watching the wrong team? Like, is someone putting a different channel on every night when they're on the road or something? Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm fuck, I'm bum fucked by this. Yeah, and what's boggling to me as well is I know you've mentioned mentioned it, but when he gets a question like, you know, what what gets what, what's your uh, plan to get fans back in the seats, and he and he doesn't say, yeah, we just need to win more games. He starts talking about like, oh, I hired Valerie, <laughs> and she's uh, she's been great, and Fletcher has been great, and uh, you know, I just need to give them the assets. Like that makes no sense. I wish these reporters could just- be like. What the hell are you going on about, Dave? No, what like that was sense? the that was the answer in which the the idea that a corporation has taken over the Flyers has never been more apparent because he was asked a direct question and he just went on with corporate jargon that meant absolutely nothing. Like I gotta give them the assets and they, you know, the, we gotta we gotta work. There's gotta be synergy. Like he might as well have just used like every goddamn corporate buzzword imaginable because he said nothing and the answer couldn't be more apparent. Win fucking games. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bill. I'm done for now. I got to relax. All right, Jack. Yeah, we all need to like it's it's 12. It's not even 1230 in the afternoon and I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Uh, Two more and we're getting out of here. Let's go to Jason H. Jason H. You're live. Oh, yeah, you're there. You're there. there. I'm going to make this quick as possible because I'm at work. So and there's a noise in the background. I want to be rude. But did he say something about we're getting a blank check in the offseason? Yeah, he wanted to. Uh, he's gonna give Chuck Fletcher a blank check to fix the problem. Oh, really? So we're getting Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr, and Andre Vasilevsky. Is that what you're telling me? That's what it sounded like to me. Like, uh, it, oh, like it was the that. Like, it's oh. so disconnected. Like, oh. you you realize there's a salary cap and we're up against it, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, who oh, gives a shit about the blank? What does that mean? Like, oh, we're gonna introduce gritty NFTs. Like, what? <laughs> What is this blank check going to do? Because it isn't going to help the product on the ice. Well, at the same point, I mean, if you're if you're going with a blank check in the offseason, all of makes me feel like we're buying at the deadline and not selling. Yeah, like, I I really I have no idea what direction this organization is going in, and that's all I wanted from this press conference: an idea that they understood the direction they need to take. And I came away feeling the exact opposite, that they think that this thing can be fixed with Band-Aids when they got they took a fucking gunshot to the belly. If you want to go back to the Redskins a few years ago, you want to go back to te- oh, the Mets, every team that goes shopping in the offseason, it never ends up doing anything. You have to fix it through the draft. 
yeah, like it, it's it's nice to have a Kevin Hayes. You need a guy like Kevin Hayes to be your second or third line center. Uh, but when you don't draft him and you have to go buy him, mm-hmm. you have to give him over seven million dollars. Yeah. And while I'm still okay with that, that's fine. Whatever. How many of those guys can you overpay? Like how you can't have fourteen million dedicated to JVR and Kevin Hayes. Like you just can't do it. There's, 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 you know, I mean, as bad as the losing streak has been, there is some nice pieces on the team, but that's exactly what they are. They're pieces. They're, there's there's no the little in, yeah, exactly. They're the little end piece of the puzzle that you have to have to complete the puzzle. They're not the, the main piece. No, if, if this team was a real contender and then went out and got Cam Atkinson, that would be a hell of a move. Right. But Cam Atkinson is supposed to be like a core piece of this team. He's yeah. a nice second-line player. That's it. <sighs> hopefully, hopefully things get better, Bill, but I don't see hopefully, it happening. Hopefully, Jason. All right, take it easy. Uh, last one, Pete Will. Pete Will, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. I uh, figured just end this on a positive note here. Uh, <laughs> with the blank check that uh, Dave Scott's referring to, just looking at some of the uh, unrestricted free agents that are available next year, um, boy, I, I don't know what he means by aggressively retool, but uh, it sounds like Risto is going to be re-signed, which I'm sure everyone's thrilled about. That's just, and, I mean. Like, what player on this list of unrestricted free agents moves the needle for this team? And if they do, who is even monetarily viable for this team, given the cap? You know, I mean, do they see some sort of you know big income coming from Gritty Snacks? Like, it is just horrible right now. And I got to tell you, I hated Gritty to start. And then he became our lovable goof, and now he is just the epitome and the face of mediocrity. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, real miserable now. But, um, yeah, I just like the camaraderie with everyone here. We can at least commiserate together. And uh, thanks a lot, Pete. That's what this is all about. That's why I do these, uh, because I know everyone listened or watched that. And it's very telling that nobody came in here level head. And maybe that's just the – the section of the fan base that I have, uh, you know, I have accrued here, but nobody came in here level-headed and tried to like explain it away or like, no, they had an opportunity. And again, we all know that there's a lot they can't say. There's a lot they just won't say. And we all recognize that going in. We were going to be annoyed by the press conference without a doubt, uh, because the answer isn't in there. Like, there was nothing they could say that would automatically make the team good. So we would not be happy with the answers. But to come out and blatantly lie to us and tell us things like the core is good and to be like, oh, we need more corporate synergy. That's how we get fans back in the stands and shit like that. Connectitude. Like, uh, I'm just, we're so fucked. This team is so, so fucked. They are going to be bad for the foreseeable future and not bad the way we want them to be. Like, man, if Hayes and Couturier and Ellis get healthy, we're going to be right back where we started from. That's actually what I meant to mention last night in the, in the post game. It was very apt that uh, the franchise record for longest losing streak it was capped off with the Islanders playing their victory song, Maxine Nightingale, right back where we started from, which you all know is one of my favorite songs. Uh, but it, it was very apt that 
that's how it ended because that's where it all, you know, it all goes back to those playoffs and that, that false hope of that two month run before the COVID break. And then those playoffs when we really saw, you know, they just don't have that little bit extra. And then it's all been downhill from there. And then it capped off the 13th straight loss last night. So I thought that was all very poetic. But all right, that's it. That's all the time I've got for you today. We're going to record the full BSH tomorrow. So uh, every, so Charlie and Kelly and Steph can all get their two cents in. But thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. You know the deal. Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, content, 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 etc. All right, that's it for me. My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.